Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we're back because there's new Star Wars stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, there has been for a while the whole Han Solo thing. We've been busy. But uh, yeah, we definitely had to uh, assemble in order to discuss this new Last Jedi reel. Mm -hmm. A little rusty maybe because we haven't podcasted in months. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, uh, glorious break. Yeah, this is our first podcast we did since our, our big PLL send off. Oh yeah, six and a half hours. We're just we're just PLL force ghosts now. <laughs> um, the two of us and Keegan Allen. <laughs> yeah. Check out our new book, Hollywood. Um, obviously, we want to talk all about that last Jedi reel, but probably first we should talk about Han Solo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I got a few hot takes. I don't know about you. I have at it. <laughs> so the Han Solo movie, the untitled Han Solo movie, which is still at this point scheduled to come out in less than a year in like late May, I would assume of uh, 2018. They fired the directors with like three weeks left of, of shooting. Is it, uh, I, I can never get these two lights. Is it Phil Lord and Chris Miller? Or is it the other way yep. around? I don't really care. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. Lord and Miller, as everyone in the industry refers to them. They're gone. Sacked. What do you think? Um, It's just, it's like juicy in that kind of like, I don't know. You know, there's going to be some, some stories to come. Um, so apparently it's, uh, at some point, <laughs> some of the uh, dailies started coming back to Disney, to like Kathleen Kennedy, and um, it was a lot of deviations from the script. Apparently, uh, the directors were encouraging actors to riff. A lot of improv. An improv in a comedic fashion. There somehow was apparently a miscommunication, as they claim now, and these guys thought that they were doing more of a comedy um like yeah i mean there's tonal issues there's uh i think the hollywood reporter had like a big kind of you know behind the scenes dirt expose on this a couple other publications had stuff too um i don't have those up in front of me you can find them on the internet but yeah obviously uh strife on the set seemingly like from day one of shooting so the impression you get well so then what's fascinating is that the lead, this Alden Early Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich, sure, um, who apparently Lucasfilm was not confident about. Uh, he's not the guy that they were like, okay, this is going to be great. They were a little concerned of him. Apparently, he's the one who came <laughs> to the higher ups, the executives, and said, essentially, I don't feel comfortable with what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, and it's. It's hard to say. I mean, this is all like, you know, off the record kind of, you know, rumors and whatnot. So it's hard to know how much of this stuff is like one side or the other spinning. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, yeah, that like he he didn't like his, his direction that he was getting, like in the, the, the place they're taking the character, he didn't feel comfortable with. Um, also, I believe it, it is like kind of officially confirmed or at least as much as can be that. Lucasfilm went and hired an acting coach for him like several months into production, which is unusual. Uh, they they typically, if they had an acting coach, they'd hire that before the production began. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and one report said he was doing like straight up like Ace Ventura shit as Han Solo, which seems crazy to me, but I don't know. Well, and like, but a movie of this caliber to lead an acting coach, not like a, a dialogue or dialect coach. You know what I mean? Not like it's a trainer for a certain aspect of the performance, like, like a straight up acting coach. Well, I could see like if, if the direction he's been given has like so taken him like off the map, like mm-hmm. he might need a coach just to like kind of like get him back in the groove he needs to get in. I could see it something like that. I could see where like he's gone to like some comic store and hired some like back roast nerd who bring he brings in. He's like, Well, here's here's the scene I just did, and the person just like slaps him, is like, What the fuck are you doing? That's not Han Solo. Yeah, I mean, I I could theoretically see that if you were just getting directed one way over and over and over again, and you're so far away from what you thought you'd be doing that, like, you just need somebody to come in and, like, slap you around and shake it up. (laughs) You would think that uh, Woody Harrelson could be that guy for you. Yeah, really. (laughs) Let's talk about Lord and Miller for a little bit. They also, I just want to say it too, like, but just looking back again at some of the uh, the short list for people, this guy is still better than way, way better than all the other choices. Aaron Reich, yeah. Did you see Baby Driver? I haven't. The, it's got to be intentional if they're making that guy look as much like Han Solo as possible. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Elgort, yeah, yeah. No, he wishes he was young Harrison Ford, but I mean, like, still, like. Miles Teller and Dave Franco. I mean, he probably Scotty looks Swift. more like him. I don't know if he could really do Han Solo, though. I don't know. I've always said this is an impossible role to recast, so I guess we'll see yeah. what we get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lord and Miller, I am pretty sure that on the podcast, if you go back and listen to older Greedo podcasts, I've never been huge fans of these guys. Um, I was kind of like, I think this is a bad idea to make this movie anyways, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I feel like Lauren Miller, like probably some of the most like overrated young directors in Hollywood. Like they've done a fucking Lego movie where a lot of the work is being done by the animators mm-hmm. and they did two 21 jump street movies. The first of which was like, Oh, that wasn't terrible. The second of which I turned off after five minutes. Cause it was like, Oh, you're just making the same movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why people are so in love with these guys. People are like, oh, the, the visionary director is Lord Miller. It's like they made a couple fucking comedies, man. <laughs> like, I think they, I think they might have done some work on like Community or something, maybe in the past. Or... I think you're thinking of the Russos. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of people did Community stuff, but I mean, I think, I think that's what people are hoping these guys will become yeah. is the Russos. I don't know. I mean, I just, it's weird, like. Um, have you ever watched that movie fight show? It's like a YouTube movie no. debate show. It's dumb, but um, it's like these like kind of like nerd, you know, geek culture guys, like all arguing about like, Oh, like they should make this movie with these directors and these actors kind of thing. And then like Lord Miller kind of constantly like, Oh yeah, Lord Miller, Miller will do it. Like as if they're this like known quantity of just like, just the most solid fucking professionals out there that always deliver. And it's like, they've made three movies. So I've, I finally clicked on their, their Wikipedia page, and I can say that the best thing that they've ever done was Clone High on MTV. Yeah, never seen it. A thousand years ago. Um, 
Yeah, it's mostly like their their career is mostly animated stuff. But and yet they're not. You know, they're not. They're not Brad Bird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, like I said, the first Twenty One Jump Street movie was okay. It was like it wasn't. It wasn't terrible, and so they they that in the Lego movie they got this reputation as like, oh, these guys take terrible movie ideas and somehow don't make completely terrible movies out of them. And it's like, okay, but does that mean they should direct a Han Solo movie just because this is a bad idea too? I don't know. Looks like no no community, but they they wrote and produced two episodes of How I Met Your Mother and then a bunch of like Fox comedies. Okay. Um, they yeah. do Arrested Development at all? No. No? Okay. They did Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. Oh. Well, you know, it's weird. And like, Caroline in the City. I've We've known this whole time that Lawrence Kasdan wrote the screenplay for the Han Solo movie. And like, supposedly this is like the best screenplay anyone in Lucasfilm's ever seen. It's like great. He like wrote it with his son. He's the executive producer on it. This was like the one he wanted to make. He just got roped into helping out with the force awakens. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've known that and I've known that Lord Miller were directing for some reason in my mind, I never really like put those two pieces of information together and thought about it because mm-hmm. in, in retrospect, in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, that makes total sense. Lawrence Kasdan does not want you improving with the script. You know, of course, like he's like an old school writer. Like he's, it's all going to be there on the page. He doesn't want a bunch of fucking riffing. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes total sense. And, and why he would get annoyed. I mean, he's, he's not just the writer. He's the executive producer of this movie. And it's like, they love this script. And then if Lord Miller, are like, eh, that's a nice jumping off point. We're going to fuck around a lot on the set. Like no wonder things did not go well. Yeah, I. Side note: At some point on Headcanon, do we uh, want to do Dreamcatcher? Uh, no. <laughs> I think you you want to do a second a separate podcast. It's just like really bad movies. <laughs> you mean amazing films? I completely forgot that Lawrence Kasdan's son was the writer director of In the Land of Women. I Who think boy? That's, is that a different son? Because there's Jake Kasdan, but I believe it's this another. Is- this is John. This, this is, is John, John who co-wrote Han Solo with him. Yeah. So John, John did in the Land of Women. Yeah. Oh. Wrote and directed. My, John. My my. John's got a an interesting like little acting thing too. A lot of like little cameos in his dad's movies. He apparently did an episode of Dawson's Creek. It's an J- actor. Jake Kasdan did uh, Zero Effects, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but still, it's it's the Kasdan family. I don't think. It's like the script is a rough draft, or this is an idea, or a jumping off point. Well, you kind of got the sense. Not a fucking Judd Apatow movie. It's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and reading between the lines, it sounds like it. It wasn't like it was the the improving and the riffing and like taking the script, you know, off in like weird directions, like continuity breaking directions and whatnot. There was that aspect, but it also kind of sounded like. Kathleen Kennedy just did not like the way these guys like ran their shop, mm-hmm. like just not doing like basic stuff, like getting the right kind of like coverage and whatnot, you know, like only shooting mm-hmm. a couple angles. Like, you know, it's like they saw the dailies and they didn't see what they wanted to see. Like, it sounds like just at like a really basic production level, these guys were not ready for a movie of this scale. I, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying there and it's totally totally makes sense but i'm thinking like what did she think of all the fucking like uh 
I don't know what you would even call it, like riff hour that what's his name would do in Rogue One. Or I'm just going to walk around the set with the camera and just film random things that I have no intention of using. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about that aspect of it. But yeah, um, in, in a bit. But that definitely seems like another contributing factor. Like that these guys like, yeah, they made a couple comedies and like they helped and they did the, the Lego movie. But this is like, you know, what is the budget for this? Like 150 million at least or something, you know? Yeah, like every day you're just like burning through a million dollars, probably just uh, in production. Yeah. Well, especially since Rogue One, not great. Like, uh, I mean, did fine for them, did fine business, but yeah, you you don't want to like sink this whole Star Wars anthology idea right off the bat. Um, well, and you can't fuck with Han Solo, you know. Like, you're just gonna, yeah. If if you don't nail it, everyone's gonna be pissed. Um, yeah, this shit wouldn't matter. I don't think as much if it was a Boba Fett movie because Boba Fett's yeah. dumb. Yeah, he'll probably be in this movie though. I mean, I, I can't see them resisting that. Although, who knows? Uh, Ron Howard, though, what do you think of that? Um, you seem surprised by this when it was first announced. I was surprised by this, and I had to remind myself that you know. Hello, this is the guy that did Willow. Um, I don't dislike Ron Howard. I find him to be a serviceable director with very little in the way of style. Um, like he, he seems like the cream of the crop of just those, you know, you primarily saw Journey him in man. the 80s. Just commercial directors, you know, like the sub like Richard Columbus. Kind of like a Chris Columbus, but like he's the king of the Chris Columbuses. Um, and who's the fucker who did like Jurassic Park three? Like I feel like that uh, Joe guy Johnson. Should, Joe Johnson, yeah, yeah. He wanted it. He was like tweeting about it. He was like retweeting everyone who like was like Joe Johnson should do it. Which I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a little bit of a thirsty look there. Hey, some guy just told me Joe Johnson would be a great choice. Who was that guy? Oh, that was Joe Johnson. <laughs> I I know when when you tweeted at me you're like Ron Howard and that was like the first I'd seen of it and I was like oh that makes sense like that makes complete 100% sense to me like who's the just most stable dependable guy you can possibly get like Ron Howard is not he's not flash you know he's not uh just like crazy you know stylistic moves and like uh, he's not super exciting but so he's me- going to he's going to get there he's not going to spend too much money so let me sum it up like this. The, the, I said, Ron Howard, that's a crazy choice. And the narrator says, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most sensible choice they could make. Yeah. Um, well, but so, okay. So these guys, they directed this movie for four and a half months. There was three and a half weeks left. And I presume that there'll be some kind of scheduled reshoots. Oh, they're doing like a lot of reshoots. Yeah. At least yeah, probably yeah. like six weeks at least. But I'm dying to know what the final director credit would be (laughs) it depends on how much they do i mean ron howard definitely seems like the kind of guy who could work fast and like reshoot almost the whole thing what's funny is that maybe it's where you and i tend to lean more i think on a lot of your movies your favorite movies you hear about you hear a lot about like the uh, wga arbitration Mm -hmm. you really don't hear a lot with the with like the dga so i kind of wonder i guess that's more cut and dry it's easier to tell what's what um, there are there are rules as far as i know i don't know the specifics but it's like depending on how much you directed versus the other person it's co-credit or single credit that sort of thing but like i feel like you haven't had something of this level since what was it, like superman 2 
this used to happen a lot more. Yeah, it's and I mean Kathleen Kennedy's somewhat old school, so I guess it shouldn't be hugely surprising. Um, but yeah, this this kind of thing used to happen a lot, where the studio would just be like, "Ah, oh, we don't like this. Fire the director, bring a new guy in." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Ron Howard should be fine. I mean, I, I the important thing is that supposedly the script is great, so they're just like, "Hey, just just fucking shoot this script," you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like we've got all the sets, we've got the actors, you've got the script, just just do it and and like chill, you know. We don't need any improv, just execute it, which that's kind of what ron howard does you know he's kind of rises and falls to the level of the material so if the script is actually good he should be able to just put out a decent product imagine the dark bar in la where david Ayer, josh Trank, oh and lord and miller are all getting a drink together well it sounded like they tried to give lord and miller the uh the gareth edwards deal where they're like hey guess what you're uh unofficially not the director anymore play cool you know, say the right things. We're going to bring in somebody else to fix all this. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, nah. And so they're like, all right, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like is a dumb move on their part. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they think they have enough uh, of their own reputation that they can like get past this and, and be the, uh, the misunderstood geniuses or whatever, you know, like try to push that narrative. Like but they're too edgy for the room kind of thing. I feel like even, Edgar Wright and Ant Man, like he he did it much classier. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's so just like like <laughs> Lord, good Lord luck. Miller are not Edgar Wright. True, true, true. Um, and I think the key too is with like Edgar Wright style, especially, is like you can turn around and do your movie real quick, like get your vision out there. So it's like you've you've reclaimed the story, like your legend continues because here's this whole other thing, and people can praise that, and they'll forget all about whatever issue you had of Ant Man. These guys, the way they work with like so much animation shit, like it'd be years before you see like the next thing that they really put their stamp well, on. It sounds like they're trying to like come crawling back to the Flash movie now, which they wrote a script of mm-hmm. like uh, several years ago and then bailed on to do Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're already taking meetings for Flash before they've been fired. I don't trust too. these guys with the Flash TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they don't come out looking too good in this. And maybe that's just the, the superior spin of Kathleen Kennedy and her shop. But yeah, yeah. if they if they are really uh, what's being reported here, I'd be like, yeah, maybe it's time to go back to those mid-level comedies. And I should clarify my comments there because I do enjoy the Flash TV show. I think it's incredibly stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it the is. dumbest show there is. I do somehow enjoy all the people who make it. I would rather watch two episodes of that on the big screen than the whatever Ezra Miller abomination they're going to throw at us. Yeah, I mean, I I might be more hopeful for this movie now than previously, even though it's like a disaster of a production. Oh, it's um, an oddity now, too. Just because I... It, it's basically if the script is good, I feel like Ron Howard will bring that to life. Um, not with a ton of panache, but he'll he'll do it. Yeah, I the the bad acting rumors are concerning, uh, mm-hmm. especially when this is like a role that's like impossible to recast as it is. Like if you fuck it up, that's that's all everyone's going to say is like, oh, that guy's not Han Solo. Right. Um, but eh, we'll see. I I'll be surprised that they don't push this back to a December release next year. 
but maybe for some reason they really want to get back to May releases, which mm-hmm. I think is a bad idea. I don't know why they want to do that. You get lost in the summer blockbuster shuffle that way. Like they own Christmas right now. I don't know uh, why they're trying to redirect. So it's an interesting idea though, to have the anthology movies be summer movies and have the uh, uh, regular trilogy movies be more prestige December movies. Well, no, but the, uh, the last Jedi is this December, but then in a year and a half in summer 2019 is when episode nine is scheduled to hit. Oh, was it actually a summer movie? Yeah, they, they're they oh. trying to like move their rotation now from winter oh, to oh. summer, and I oh, don't really understand why. I, sorry, I thought they were going to keep uh, no. the third one at... Yeah, it's dumb. Well, and I, I, I don't think Star Wars is the sort of property that can really support like two movies a year. Like, It's not Marvel. No. I, I don't think it's the kind of thing where it's like you just have a bunch of different mini franchises. And then they come together for event movies, but you can still put out like three different movies a year. Like that is not Star Wars. Star Wars is just a single franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, that that belies the problem of these anthology things too. Uh huh. Um, I was just like, I wanted to take a quick glance through Howard's filmography of late. <laughs> with like, oh, well, we uh, just watched one of his movies recently, Angels and Demons. That's right, we did. Um, I I never saw Inferno. I don't know if I ever will. Um, no, I did not. I know he tried to make the Dark Tower for a long time. I, I'll tell you this, though. I've seen a lot of trailers to the Dark Tower movie. I think I would have preferred the J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, Ron Howard Dark Tower that they had I, going a couple years ago. You know, I just don't give a shit, personally. Supposedly the book's good, whatever. Um, I would have preferred that. He's, um, he's uh, attached to a 70s movie. That is interesting. That could potentially be good. He's got space experience. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, well, and Apollo 13 was a, kind of a special effects uh, trailblazer in a lot of ways. Well, 70s um, would be that, like, just on all the cocaine. Yeah. Fantastic. 7,000 years later or whatever. Supposedly, um, supposedly Rush is, like, a great movie. I don't care about Formula One racing, though. That's one of Thor. Yeah. And uh, and and Baron Zemo, I think. Oh, Cowboys and Aliens was terrible. Well, that was, Cowboys uh, and Aliens was god awful. Sorry, that he was, just just produced that. Okay, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he didn't direct that. Um, Frost Nixon is supposedly good. It's fine. It's Cinderella fine. Man's like a boxing movie or something, right? With Russell Crowe, yeah, I'm I'm not crazy. Beautiful Mind. That just seemed like Hollywood wanted to give Ron Howard an Oscar because he's a, he's a good Hollywood boy. Hmm. That Grinch movie looked terrible. Ed TV. Ed TV. Ransom was a movie that I. The paper is so a great long. movie. I had to wait. I felt like I had to wait forever for the ransom to be over in the theater. Yeah, and everyone saw it. Looked dumb. The paper is a great movie. Backdraft has a great soundtrack. Oh, he did Far and Away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, Willow, of course. The epic Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman love story. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, this is a dude who has plenty of experience. You're you're not going to get anyone fucking around and like not getting coverage that they should be getting. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has made movies before. He's he knows how to produce. Him and the eternally bizarre Brian Grazer. Um, here's the weird thing I know about Dark Tower: it's uh, not so much an adaptation as a sequel to mm-hmm. the book series. Yeah, still don't care. Um, so, what do you think about? 
just the the state of Star Wars as a kind of going concern right now. Kathleen Kennedy at the top. This is like three for three clusterfucks on the uh, spinoffs. It doesn't What's the first or second. Well, they they fired Trank before the Boba Fett movie could even get off the ground. Oh, that's right. That's right. They quasi fired Gareth Edwards, brought in Tony Gilroy to do a shitload of reshoots to fix Rogue One. Now they're firing and you know really firing uh, Lauren Miller and reshooting seemingly most of the movie with Ron Howard. It's funny to to go read some of the message boards and Star Wars fans are like, they think this is like a good way to make movies or something. They're like, oh, Kathleen Kennedy, she's just all about that quality control. Like this is just part of the creative process. And it's like, no, it's not. This is not what. This is not how you make a movie. Like this is burning shitloads of extra money. They don't want to. Well, and. The other thing too is that the a lot of the negative press that came out of the production of Force Awakens was bullshit. Like the only real issue they had there, I think, was Harrison Ford went off and you know <laughs> broke some bones. I think um, a, a big part of that was that JJ came in with Bad Robot, and Bad Robot pretty much took over the production. And there's the the kind of old Lucasfilm holdovers, like the story group people. Mm-hmm. they got their panties in a twist over that. Like you can kind of tell reading between the lines that like people like Pablo Hidalgo, like do not like Abrams because of that. He told them to fuck off and like, they just did their own thing, which is, it, it's funny. Like Pablo Hidalgo gushing over rogue one. Cause like, that's the movie they got input on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy, she is like just, probably the most impressive producer working today like her her credit list is insane like every good movie from the 80s and 90s she was behind i don't know like what's going on there has they just had like a string of bad luck with these directors like it almost seems like they're like oh let's go hire these young guys you know and like try to try to get them on the way up maybe she's just not used to working with as many young uh directors as previous guy i mean she normally she just works with like spielberg and you know um i can't think of the other directors right now basically like just a-list top level like super pro directors you know um i don't know i wonder if maybe she just has like she's just expecting a level of work from these directors that she's just not getting or something like i kind of wonder they the d3 was yesterday People thought they would be announcing a new spinoff movie. They did not. Like I, I suspect they're probably rethinking things and, and who they hire and whatnot going forward. Because obviously their their plan has not worked so far on those. Not well. Let me sum up some of what you just said. Can you imagine if you worked almost exclusively with Steven Spielberg and then you started working with other directors and you realized that a lot of them are trash? Yeah. Well, let me let me take a look at like her credits here. It's because fucking... Spielberg. You got to remember, Spielberg is the same guy who made Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same year. I mean, let me let me read some of these credits. E.T., Poltergeist, Twilight Zone, the movie, Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Goonies, Back to the Future, The Color Purple, Money Pit, An American Tale, Inner Space, Empire of the Sun, Batteries Not Included, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Back to the Future 2, Joe versus the Volcano, fucking great. Yes. Back to the Future 3, Gremlins 2, Arachnophobia. Uh, so there's a there's the, so the Ron Howard 
thing makes a lot more sense because yeah. he's like he's tangentially related to like every fifth movie she's working. oh yeah totally i mean he's in that he's almost one of the film brats he's like the film brats like like nephew kind of you know um, oh of like the old like 70s Lucas, new american Coppola, USC. spielberg yeah, yeah scorsese and, and what they call the that. american new wave the film brats yeah which which both created like modern independent cinema and the summer blockbuster at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tiny Toons, uh, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Bridges of Madison County. Wow. Which is funny because Twister. For someone, there's a reason why like Amy Pascal gets a lot of press, but yet why doesn't Captain Kenny just get more praise? Because like, she's just like she's just legit. Like she, you know, like she makes movies that are good and isn't like in the news for her like her emails that got leaked and shit. But yeah. yeah I mean the yeah. Sixth Sense, AI, Signs, Seabiscuit, like War of the Worlds, Munich, Persepoli. I mean the, the credits are insane. Like she's been involved in so many movies. Lincoln, Force Awakens, Girl on a Train those Tintin movies that are supposedly still being made. Are they still being made? Well, I guess it's a second one. Being I mean, made? It... <laughs> Oh, the Benjamin button. Yeah. That too with venture. So I, I wonder, I mean, she's, she's not, she's a producer, but she's also like running Lucasfilm. So I don't know. I wonder if maybe she's not because like I'm pretty sure when they when they she's in an EP, but the directors usually have their own kind of like producer just for that movie. Yeah. And it seems like somebody like J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson who like come with their own producer, mm-hmm. they're doing fine. But somebody like Gareth Edwards or these other dudes who are just like they, they're not at that level. And it seems like they need more adult supervision than, than she can give them. Because that shouldn't be her job. Like changing their diapers. No, well, I mean, it, used to, it used to be her job. Yeah, when she was on the set every day as a producer. Yeah, but, but now, but yeah, running now she's running film. a whole, a whole, you know, operation. She can't be there all the time. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if like whatever the next thing they announce is, is like somebody with much more of a pedigree or experience you know like they're i don't i'll be surprised that the next new director they hire is like some other like young buck up and comer you know who's like hasn't done very many movies well you would think that like somebody like tony gilroy or ron howard would be like yeah i will absolutely step in and do this for you i'd like to be considered <laughs> for my own movie with you though well, yeah well, i mean ron howard like it's cool or even Lawrence Kasdan, it is like, a a thankless role that Ron Howard has. Like, this is yeah. not like, like if if you ever wanted to do a Star Wars movie, this is not the way you want to do it. You're like, great, I'm just cleaning up somebody else's mess. Well, it's, it's like we talked about with with Edgar Wright when we saw Ant Man, and that Edgar Wright gets to walk away, and he has a great opportunity to be like, if you liked some aspect of that movie, that was my conception. Yeah. Anything you, you didn't like, that was the other guy. Exactly anyway i don't know i uh wish kathleen kennedy the best i i'm I'm interested to see what their next big hire is and and where they go from here and if they ever make (laughs) another indiana jones movie i'm really curious about that they keep talking about i think it's like on the schedule or something 2020 yeah i mean harrison ford's gonna be like fucking 80 by then yeah just i don't know 
Well, and I mean, they're done with mutt, right? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I feel like the only person who really made him happen was Spielberg, and uh, you know, invoking Hitler <laughs> and talking about another director and Spielberg's like army of productions, like uh, that's not gonna. <laughs> That's not going to bring you back. It's not going to win you a lot of praise. No. Anyway, that's a Han Solo movie. Uh, we'll see. I guess they did not even mention that at all yesterday at D three. Mm. I don't. I don't know when they even will. It's it's weird because that's coming out supposedly like five months after, um, or six months after Last Jedi. You would think they'd like have a trailer mm. ready by then. I still think that's weird, like to be marketing one movie while the next one hasn't come out yet. You know, is it D three or D twenty three? Sorry, D twenty three. If I'm saying D three. Um. Also, side note: there's gonna be a full on Star Wars hotel, Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um. I saw something. It was like a rumored pricing, which was like expensive as fuck. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at like concept art for what I guess is like the lobby. Well, I saw a thing. It was like it was like six hundred bucks a night, and it's like fuck. Ah, maybe you save up for it. And then it was like, and if you want a second person in the room, it's this much more. And it's like, wait, what? Ooh. Yeah, and it's like minimum two night stay or something. Yeah, that shit could get. Oh crazy. wow. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll just stick to Star Wars Land, yeah. or what do they call it? Like Star Wars, like Galaxy something. Galaxy's right? Edge. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on from the Han Solo movie. The Forces of Destiny cartoons. You've not watched any of them, right? No, no. Yeah, I watched like five of them, and then like there were three more, and I was just like, nah. Um, and they're whatever. They're for kids. Um, so explain to me, what are these? It's just like these little, like three minute long short cartoons, um, focused on the the new female audience at Star Wars. Once you know, it's all it's, it's like Ray and Leia, Jin Erso and Sabine, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Padme. You know, it's all the all the the Star Wars women, basically, the, like the female protagonists. Yeah, okay. they're some some little adventure they have. You know, it's like the Ray ones, or it's just like Ray's chilling with BB-8, and then like a weird sand creature attacks them, and she, you know, gets away. It's mm-hmm. they're pretty simple. Um, I don't know, but they're for kids, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simplistic animation I'm seeing. Yeah, it's real basic style animation. Um, really just there to sell toys. So Leia's on Endor. Ahsoka shows up and one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right, that's great and all, but yeah. They're... I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're appealing to this audience. They should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a young audience they're appealing to, though. You know. But I mean, I'm glad that they're. <laughs> You know, it should be, it's for everyone. But yeah. I'm glad that they're telling younger women that, like, you're invited. Mm. This can be for you as well. All um, right, let's talk about The Last Jedi. It's been two hours talking about The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the behind the scenes reel, I did see that they published the official synopsis Lucasfilm oh. did in a press release. Hit me. All right. In Lucasfilm's Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of The Force Awakens join the galactic legends in an epic adventure that unlocks age-old mysteries of the Force and shocking revelations of the past. 
Star Wars: Last Jedi opens in the U.S. theaters on December fifteenth, twenty seventeen. So, hmm. yeah, age-old mysteries and shocking revelations of the past. Hmm. Obviously, a lot of people were thinking like Ray Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So are, we're we're calling them the Galactic Legends now. Okay. I guess that is like Luke and Leia. Yeah, presumably <laughs> not Han. And they, the heroes uh, join the Galactic Legends. Yeah. Oh, ooh, weird. Sad side note: George Romero died. Oh wow! I just read that. I mean, it's not shocking. Seventy-seven years old, but yeah. damn. I saw a tweet where someone had retweeted the headline, and they were like, "Yeah, for now." <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that. <laughs> Galactic Legends. Okay, cool. Um, here's my favorite. Here's my favorite three words about this movie. Ryan Johnson has done something unexpected, but right. Yeah, the in this behind the scenes reel, there's a lot of oh, this is a new interesting direction. You might be surprised. Maybe it's a little bit shocking. I I don't know what to make of that. I mean, some of it I feel like it's it's there's a little bit of a marketing thing where like before The Force Awakens, it was like practical effects, you know, like like hey, we, we're sorry for the prequels type of vibe. <laughs> And then this one is like, everything's new now. It's not like, uh, you know, like the, obviously the biggest criticism of The Force Awakens is too much like the old movies, you know? And so it's like uh-huh. something new is like their kind of marketing, uh, guiding light with this one. Oh, and uh, Mark Hamill put it like, I think I know a lot, but uh, they shocked me with some things or whatever. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how seriously to take that, you know? I He was the one who had said something before about, how he had an issue with part of the script. Um, no, no, it's it's that he came the, around on. It's the way Mark Hamill talks. He he kind of like he he likes to be big and dramatic. You know, he said, "I fundamentally disagree with the direction you've taken my character in." But then when I understood it more, I I loved it. You know, it's like he just. I feel like people like take half of the the stuff he says and like like oh my god, Mark Hamill hated it, and it's like read the whole you know sentence that he's he's speaking there. And then, of course, there's some insightful sound bites from Anthony Daniels, like "Woohoo, episode eight! Wow, first one didn't even have a number." Woo-hoo. Yeah. All right. So I, I love the people who ask me questions. Woo-hoo. I downloaded this thing. I, I got it here. If you want to go through it, I've, um, I didn't. I didn't write down all the narration, but it's basically a whole lot of uh, it's new and different. It's crazy. People love these mm-hmm. characters. Blah blah. blah you know. Um. <laughs> So the first shot is like somebody hitting like the silence bell on set. Uh, obviously, that doesn't really we don't care about that. Um, we get some people welding. There's this shot of like this big cavernous set. I think this is the water tank set. There's okay. like there's all these kind of like fake rocky cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those must be like rain machines up the top. It's like mm-hmm. weird little cylinders. I don't know what the hell those are. I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not part of the set. Like, not like, not going to be in the scene, you know? I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, it could be a light thing, could be water thing. It's interesting. Uh, you see some kind of industrial, it could be a ship, real quick. Yeah, it looks then, like we're seeing like a set from the outside rather than in the inside because it's, it's all just kind of like bare, like, you know metal and, and scaffolding and whatnot but seemingly the other side is it's probably like a spaceship set or something like that 
And then uh, a little bit of the Octu village. Yeah, yeah, we've seen lots of pictures of that. Uh, of course, then all those all little the, like weird huts. Yeah, the outside of stuff in the studio with the Falcon. Yeah, uh, lots of shots of them putting the Falcon together. A weird shot of R two headless being like trucked around on uh, the Skellig Michael. That must have been hard for Kenny Baker to do. Yeah, isn't he dead? And all right for now. Um, and then like they're just carrying the chest plate of C-3PO and then I like the chewy mask having like rollers in the hair there yeah <laughs> Chewie's getting his hair did <laughs> some BBA then looks like morning on a set where we see like some speeders outside and then just so people are predicting that this was in Dubrovnik for the the Canto Bite shoot mm. they, they look kind of fancy and cool Sleek. Oh, this is the like the the uh, essentially like black tie, whatever. Yeah, probably okay. Um, and then of course the great shot of the cameraman with the red clay, the reddish pinkish clay, like just swarming all over him. Yeah, this was. I'm going to assume from the the planet crate that we saw in the trailer there with all the the red soil and whatnot. Um, there's like a there's a person. In in the midst of all that like red wash there, mm-hmm. like I think this might match up with the scene we see later where Poe like slides into a uh, like trench. Mm. I think this might be like the extension of that shot. I don't know, mm. um, but it's yeah, it's like suddenly like all this like you know red clay and dirt or whatever like kicks up and just covers the cameraman as as somebody in the background is like flying into the side of the trench. So you can imagine what it looks like in the movie, but just a nice high def camera from behind the scenes footage. It looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I wonder what that is. Like that substance, you know? Yeah. And then we get to see Daisy Rayleigh looking at the camera. We get to see her <laughs> top secret new hairdo. <laughs> I don't think this is the new, new hairdo. I, th- I think this might be like, she's just been in the water. Um, okay. Is it me or does her makeup look a little weird here? Like she's got some bronzer on or something. Yeah, possibly. Um, it's then, weird because it's like totally black behind her. Like I wonder, I don't know what this scene is, you know. Uh, but it looks like it's the outfit she's wearing on Octu. So who knows? Well, it's the one she wears to Octu. The one she's wearing at the end of The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the new one. Um, there's a couple new ones in this thing. But uh then we see Chewie like having a campfire outside the Falcon. Yeah, camping with Chewie. I like that. And that's I mean, this is all I'm pretty sure that's the set they built that like drone footage, like captured images of. Mm. Um the camera's pretty far away there, so it looks like this is gonna be like a nice wide shot of Chewie mm. just like chilling. I mean, we don't know how long he's gonna be there. Like Ray's gonna be off like doing her Jedi training or whatever, like he's just gonna hang out. Well, Man, boring as fuck for Chewie, right? Also, I hope we brought some a, like couple wieners and a skewer or something, you know, maybe some marshmallows. Also, well, I guess he'll be busy with the, uh, you know, the grieving mm-hmm. that he still has to do. Uh, Man, that set is crazy, though. Like that they built that whole fucking thing. You know, that'd be really fun to go walk around in. And uh, like in the production offices, we get we get Ryan Johnson kind of analyzing the head of bb8 it's kind of alarming 
I really like Ryan Johnson. I gotta say, like, I like this guy. He's not like a super flashy dude. Like, he's pretty low key. Well, and from all reports, and I, I feel like we we know by now we'd have heard to the contrary. Like, this is just like the most solid production ever. You know, it's like yeah. they loved the script. He went, he executed it. Everyone was very happy. They're ahead of schedule. Like, the movie's probably close to being done already, except for maybe some effect shots. Um, yeah, it sounds like he just went out and completely nailed it. Well, he doesn't seem like a guy with a whole lot of ego. He seems pretty laid back, pretty cool. I mean, he's the dude that, you know, if you'll tweet at him like, hey, can I get a happy birthday for my girlfriend or whatever, he'll, he'll, hey, happy girlfriend, happy birthday girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, his girlfriend's really cool. Like, he just seems like the kind of, I don't know, behind the camera people you want <laughs> making movies. Mm-hmm. A little more of this, a little less Orton Miller. High competence, not a lot of drama. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some shots of him just, you know, in the shit of directing, like he's in the water. But you see this one before that shot, there's this one where he's like leaning against the rail and there's like this like structure or something. Could this be Snoke? Could be. Could be looking down on Snoke. It kind of looks like maybe that Snoke's face there, like giant fucking Snoke. Yeah. Let me go back. On the was the mega destroyer? Oh yeah, it's not bad. Could like, be. It could be like if it's Snoke, like Snoke's head is like five feet tall. Um, but yeah, it's. I wonder what that is. Uh, yeah, him in the water is cool. I mean, obviously there's some sort of underwater sequence here. You can see the cliffs in the background there, like the fake. Well, later, yeah, later you'll see someone jump into the pool. Uh-huh. Uh So then we see finally. Um, uh, Finn, he's got a a little bit of a haircut. Uh, is he wearing like a, uh, like a fighter pilot outfit? So that looks like not a fighter pilot outfit, but maybe like a gunner outfit or something okay. on top of a uh, pose jacket. No, he's not wearing pose jacket there. That's like a, that's like a, a jumpsuit. It's, it's, okay. it's kind of like the, like the X-wing fighter pilot outfits, but it's a little different. Like, I think these are like the gunner outfits. Cause you'll see another gunner, Later, um, Rose's sister, Paige, she's in a similar outfit. Mm. Uh, it's a very cool shot of Mark Hamill just like sitting down next to Ryan Johnson with these massive, like maybe fake, maybe real cliffs behind him. Like this is all Octu, I'm assuming. These mm-hmm. like big cliffs. I don't know if this is a set or not. It looks real. Um, very cool. This, this is like... This is like the picture. If you're Ryan Johnson, I feel like you want to have this hung up. Oh, totally. Just sitting down talking to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Then there's the talking head interview footage of Daisy Ridley. Um, Yeah. There's this shot of Princess Leia, the general. Enigmatic shot. I think this is crate. I don't know. It's a white background, maybe snowy, but maybe also just the salt of crate. Mm, Kind of ashy. Yeah, definitely not Octu and not seemingly Canto Bite. Um, yeah, Leia looks very com- contemplative there as she's being filmed. Very curious to see what's going on in this scene. Then we see, uh, looks like they're filming the close-up of Ray handing off the lightsaber. And it's interesting because Mark Hamill's got like the, uh, the green screen tape wrapped around his like joints. They can put a robot hand in there later. <laughs> Yeah. One one last quick comment on the Leia scene there. 
So we know she's not just going to be like on the spaceship the whole time. Yeah. Like whatever she does in the movie, like she's going to get off that spaceship at some point. And that's encouraging. Uh, but yeah, the, it's interesting that they're filming this insert shot on Skellig Michael. Like they didn't, they were like, now nah, we'll pick this up like in studio. They're like, no, we're getting the insert here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it occurs to you and you have time, yeah, why not? get the shot. Uh, yeah, and then it's just a little bit of Mark Hamill talking. He's on Skellig Michael talking about, uh, his, you think you know, but you don't know. His look is so interesting. Mark Hamill, he just looks like little, I don't know, puckish old man Jesus if he's been like following the Grateful Dead for like the last 40 <laughs> years. Yeah, some uh, city miles on Luke yeah, Skywalker I mean, there. I mean, like it he, presumably he may have been like living outdoors. Or, yeah. you know, without indoor plumbing at the least. So, with like a lot of like tinfoil hat conspiracies. Yeah. Um, so then we see them filming Kylo Ren chilling on uh, some kind of Imperial slash First Order oh, structure, he's, possibly he's, the Mega Destroyer. You skipped the Dubrovnik shot, but yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a scene of them filming out on like a bay in Dubrovnik. Uh, but yeah, then the the, the Kylo Ren shot there for a second. I thought that was Hux, just because his outfit looks it's, more Hux like Hux. But that's yeah, Kylo Ren. I, I've seen people say that he's wearing one of the officer uniforms. I don't know if it's exactly that. It's that his cape has changed. It's not yeah. like the tattered cape. It's more straightforward. I did. I, know like, the rumor, I did really like his cape from Force Awakens. It it grows on you. I've seen the rumor that this is just him fanboying it up even more with actual Anakin's Darth Vader cape. I don't think it's. Act, the actual cape. I'm, I'm sure he wants it to look like Darth Vader's cape, but I'm sure I, that none of us know. So it has to all be theory. <laughs> yeah, I just, that seems like the kind of rumor where like somebody who like was on the set briefly was like, "Oh my god, he's wearing Darth Vader's cape!" And it's like, do you actually know that that's Darth Vader's cape, or does it just kind of look like Darth Vader's cape? And you're putting your own fanfic in there. I'm so amazed that he managed to get the mask. Yeah. Uh, well, so this this shot here, uh, he's on uh, like a walkway and then we get the next shot is i believe the same set like just the other side that we can't see from the first shot and it's like this big seemingly some kind of throne room what really fascinates me about this shot is that there's just like solid red walls in the background Mm -hmm. and i i wonder if that's part of the scene or not because it's incredibly rare like you don't do red screen like red is not a color you use to key out with unless like really really specific reasons like there's a lot of blue and green in the shot or something you know so like mm-hmm. i don't know why it's all red in the background maybe they're gonna cgi it up but they want like uh just the red like tone kind of reflecting mm-hmm. on everything i don't know then we get more talking head daisy ridley which makes me feel bad that like one of the next things we'll see her in is the uh murder of the orient express that um, could be good I hope. I really do for a lot of I don't re- know how you fuck up a movie with that cast. And well, that I think plot, but then Johnny I Depp think, and yeah. I don't think there's a lot of uh confidence instilled in me with that mustache. Yeah, that mustache does it suggests a certain vanity, I guess you could It say. looks like he's going to play his character from Wild Wild West. Yeah. You know? That's not good. Yeah, anyways, our next shot here is a big overhead shot of the hangar bay at the resistance base. Uh, this is actually the shot we see from the trailer. It's just like 
shot way on high in reverse here. So if you look up the top there, you can see BB-8 and what is presumably Poe running towards the next wing, and then the big explosion happens. Yeah, yeah, you can see I this. BB-8's just fucking chilling there. His head even moves in the shot. God, BB-8's amazing. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Well, I think it's remote controls. <laughs> well, no, they they have some that are more like puppets. Mm. You know, that like, or like it won't have the head on, or there'll be like someone behind it pushing around. But they, they have a lot that are like fully remote now, too. Which mm. is just the fact that that's like a, a thing that can exist. You know, and somehow the head stays on top. It's fucking amazing. Well, I just learned, and I probably knew this before, but I hadn't, I obviously had forgotten it, that uh, a lot of E.T., was a 12 year old boy who was born with no legs. Um, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so then big, you get big the, ass explosion. Yeah. We get that like uh, big uh, like command central of the resistance where there's the, uh, the general presumably a ship. Like I get a ship feeling from this place. Yeah, I would think so from some of the way the star charts are, but she's chilling with Ryan Johnson and this very cool, like lobster cardigan do you think that lobster cardigan is some sort of like code or i don't know like there's something that like really stuck out to me like interesting interesting the garment to wear i think ryan johnson's a guy who lives in la and you can probably find something like this at every la thrift store so i don't know but i would love a secret hint we just haven't decoded it i I would love that he's telling you that you have to go watch that weird colin farrell movie and at Mm. a certain point a clue and then we get daisy really getting off helicopter looking like fun yeah presumably that's skillig michael and then we see her goofing on the set with uh oscar isaac and john boyega and which, and uh, kelly marie tran is there that's right yeah she's in there too which is it's nice to know that presumably they're on sets together this so obviously there's uh, scenes with all of them well uh, let me pour a little bit of water on that this might okay. be from the vanity fair shoot I'm pretty sure oh. this same shot was in the little Vanity Fair behind the scenes thing. Okay. So it, it might just be that they're all together to Heather photos taken. Oh, because Boyega's hair is a little bit bigger. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. His hair is different. Hmm. Um, I don't know. We shall see. Uh, the next shot is Ray out on location. Skellig Michael. These locations are insane. Like mm-hmm. that. You just can't fake that kind of uh, background and environment there. Yeah. She's got. Her, it's her outfit from the end of Force Awakens, only she's taken off her like vest situation. So she just has her like her tunic on. And she's pointing her staff right at the camera. And it looks like Ryan Johnson. He's holding the end of the staff and like looking down, presumably at like a monitor. Like getting it just right, I guess. Like I guess we're mm-hmm. gonna get some sort of maybe POV shot or I don't know what, like looking directly down her staff at her. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool angle. It just reminds me of like old French or Italian movies though where it would it'd be like a girl on a beautiful landscape emoting or doing something only it's you know a big budget action thriller then we get the new uh, first order stormtrooper weapon weird claw baton I think I read somewhere that like these are expected to have like some some like electricity shit happening on them or something you know like some little uh, like electric beams moving around like it's not just like a weird claw thing there's like more to it that'll just be added all, all this made me think you know it was always funny in star trek how how we were always told the klingons were like like these great warriors uh-huh. but i feel like the klingons were the ones telling us that the most 
Um, like, why don't Klingons have like shit like this? Well, they just have the what do they call that? You know, the, the batleff. Batleff, yeah. Which doesn't seem like the most efficient of weapons to me, but sure. No, no. Um, These stormtroopers have black shoulder pads with the little first order symbol on them. It's kind of a cool look. Yeah. So then there's uh, Kelly Marie Chan doing her talking head thing. And then we get some animatronic animals from this is like either Dubrovnik or the Dubrovnik. Well, that's the space horse. Uh, Canto Bite is maybe just the name of the casino. It's unclear what exactly Canto Bite is the name of. But the Dubrovnik shoot, the casino and all that, that's Canto Bite. Maybe or maybe not the name of the, the planet itself. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that space horse from the uh, like the you know spy photos or whatever, where it was like Finn and Kelly Mitran like riding that weird giant horse. I'm pretty sure well, that's then, it. Then the one after it is another animatronic animal, but without its faceplate. Yeah, this is some like terrifying Ghost in the Shell shit right here. Well, it's like a weird like like crystal fox or something. Yeah, like in the, the like, full shot of it with like teeth and gums. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, the I mean, that they went to that little detail is crazy. You, then you get to see with its face on, which, uh-huh. thank God. <laughs> but, like, presumably that thing's going to fucking open its mouth. Otherwise, why would they have gone to the effort to put teeth and gums on it? Yeah, yeah. Then there's some uh, divers underwater, and we see someone actually dive into the pool. I, I, that's either Daisy Ridley or her stunt double, because uh, that's that's Ray. So you think that's probably uh, um, Octu? It Maybe. seems like it because there's a whole big set with cliffs and a water tank. We saw shots mm-hmm. of that. So uh, unless there's multiple underwater scenes in different locations, this would seem to all be from the same sequence. Now, there's a rumor that Kylo shows up on Octu. They fight on like the edge of a cliff and she falls off the cliff and then he perhaps dives in after her. Mm. And they make sweet, passionate love on the rocks. Look at me, Kylo Ren, here to ruin your little vacation. <laughs> I can't wait for more Kylo Ren. Although, you know, it's it doesn't seem like he's going to be wearing the mask that much, so we might not get as much good Kylo Ren dialogue, you know? Like, can you just hold up your hand and cover your mouth every time you talk, Kylo Ren? <laughs> Hello, Rush. <laughs> no, we didn't meet with the Russians. Well, okay, we did, but, you know, nothing illegal happened. I'd like to talk to you today about Raylo. Uh, and then... Like, is Kylo Ren about... just, like, been, like, holed up in his cabin, like, jerking off to Ray ever since he met her? Like, is he just completely obsessed? Oh, Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah. Like, all of us. Yeah, yeah, Kylo Ren, probably. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Snoke is just like we need to talk <laughs> I put cameras in your room well I just you don't even need to do that you just cut to shots of like stormtroopers walking down hallways and mm. slipping just <laughs> turning around walking the other way what is this strange ectoplasm all over anyway um, then we're at like a, uh, a, a casino like beer, beer garden with a uh, little German no, that's that's the, guy? that's the croupier or whatever you call those guys. Uh, <laughs> you can see there's another one later with the same outfit on. Yeah, looks, it's this weird little like, like slug. He looks like he's about to praise like Canto by Oktoberfest. <laughs> one of those crazy big aliens is in the background. Like I think this is like a like 
yeah, there's like chips moving around in the background. The big alien like slams his fist on yeah. the thing and like a bunch of chips fly up. This slug dude might have a ponytail as well. No, I think that's an antenna. Oh. Looks like it's pretty okay, well, well, no, okay. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. That might be a ponytail, yeah. And then uh Mass Kanata comes back. <laughs> yeah, for like two seconds. Like I do not think she's gonna be in the movie very much, is my prediction. I feel like whatever idea they had for her in Force Awakens, it just never like it, it just wasn't there in the editing. And so they like cut her part way down, and I will be surprised if she's in much of the next two movies. Well, it, it's just funny the outfit they have this actress in. Like, it looks so fucking sci fi and weird. Yeah, all the dots and like the weird camera rig she has to wear. Well, yeah, and what just like the, the controls and things on top of her head, like buttons and yeah. And we see Laura Dern. Yeah, we hair. get a, a better shot. You know, it's like our best look probably at her so far. Because um, the Vanity Fair one, it was like a you know, long shot and she's like just turning around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah crazy pink hair she's greeting leia seemingly happily although everyone seems to think that admiral amulin holdo here is a villain i guess we'll have to wait and see on that mm-hmm. we got poe he's in this is not an x-wing cockpit i think this might be whatever those weird ships are that were flying on crate because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else it'd be it's not an a-wing um mm-hmm. Some sort of weird spaceship, but Poe just looking awesome and like just like a bomber jacket type situation. Mm-hmm. Got some big headphones on. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we see what's his name, the uh, the admiral from uh, Hux, first Hux, General Hux from First Order, uh, just looking a little too Nazi intense as usual. Apparently, in the uh, the terrible books, like those aftermath books, like. Hux is in like the third one and he's like four years old, but like ordering people around already or something like it sounds absurd. Um, then John Boyega's cluing us in that Ryan Johnson apparently has a subpar Wookiee sound. I did think it was a little daring for them to include a joke about firing the director here. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, too soon. <laughs> uh, so we see Ryan Johnson directing. It looks like Chewie and the Leia. Uh, command and control. Yeah, so Chewie at some point leaves Oct two as well. Uh, there's like all this speculation previously that like, oh, Ray and Luke just stay on Oct two the entire time. I think uh, we know that's not the case anymore. And then, uh, really digging this sh- the way they filmed this shot of Ray running on Oct two um, with like, like the camera and the rig and the like the ring lights. And it's like uh, a beach basically, right? Yeah. Yeah, like right along uh, the edge of the water there, uh, lightsaber out. Which I, I mean, she's going into battle presumably. Otherwise, like she would not have like the glowing lightsaber prop, you know. Or it's part of a training thing. Really, <laughs> would she really have that. her lightsaber on though? I don't know. Well, she's got a lightsaber on to like train. So, well, she's also like carrying a bag with her too, a little knapsack there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we see <laughs> looks like space paparazzis caught Phasma walking around doing stuff. I wonder if uh, when all is said and done, will Phasma have more screen time in this movie than the last one? I mean, hopefully, yes. Yeah. 
even in even a phasma's just chilling in the background in this awesome I, outfit i think i did see somewhere that there was supposed to be a lot more phasma in the fight at um Masconata's castle oh i think i read that somewhere and it's like you know production changes and harrison ford getting injured like screwed all that up oh that's a shame yeah uh we get a cool high shot of daisy really is ray like practicing her lightsaber moves weirdly while there's like a helicopter down below like revving up to take off like it's weird because it it almost looks like like daisy ridley is doing her own jedi training here you know like yeah this isn't like a shot of ray it's just daisy ridley's like getting some work in seeing the helicopter reminded me that somehow they've never done a bad movie reboot of magnum pi i don't know why i just thought that um yeah so we see her filming see kelly marie tran and john vega having quite a chuckle on set about something and then we uh go from that to some shots of uh kylo ren doing his thing got the scar yeah the new scar uh and then we dissolve very controversial to, scar yeah. yeah dissolve back to leia's command room where uh post struts in he's talking to somebody or uh, oscar is talking to somebody while ryan johnson's still talking to carrie fisher Wearing the, uh, Pose, the lobster. Posing the orange light suit, yeah. Yeah. See some stuff of R2. We see uh, Chewie. So is this the Falcon? I don't think this is. It looks The cockpit looks too narrow to be the Falcon to me. And maybe it's just the angle. But I don't think that's the Falcon. Yeah. Which is very intriguing. The idea of like... And Chewie has a headset on too. Like the idea of like Chewie like hopping in some kind of fighter or something. I'm all about that. Yeah, like Chewie in a fucking like X-wing or something equivalent. That'd be amazing. Yeah. He also like he's his like mouthpiece is like sticking out of his mouth. It looks really weird. Um. Then we get a nice shot where for most of C three PO's like in silhouette. There's a little bit, but like the eyes glow out of uh-huh. the darkness. I always love that stuff when you have a character of like glowing eyes. Totally. Um. Then. Glamour shot of Luke on on Octoon as he's being filmed. Got the like the sun visor thing reflecting some light onto him. Different outfit there. Yeah, it's not yeah. not the one from the end of the Force Awakens. This one's like a dark darker brown. And he's got like a knapsack and a kind of like shorter cloak. Also, I'm gonna guess this is probably Daisy Ridley's like stand-in maybe off oh, camera. Yeah. Oh, it might just be Daisy Ridley. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that at first. But yeah, she's standing off camera presumably getting ready to go on or something so if you're watching this and you look to the left she'll stand out because her outfit's primarily light colors contrasted with the dark camera yeah, then it's, it's her with her vest off yeah uh more leia looking looking serious then leia looks like them. she's gonna be wrecking shit through this whole movie yeah like well, she is she's not playing anymore they killed her yeah, husband yeah but she's pissed um and i think we're seeing a shot of uh finn coming out of his like little med bay thing Pretty sure that's what this is. Yeah, that's pretty sure it's Finn. He's got like some weird slippers on. Is it me or does it like, do those like look like fake feet or something? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but those don't look like real feet. They look too small. But yeah, Ryan Johnson's in the background. They're like watching him open up this like glass pod thing. I don't know what's going on here. Very curious. Then we get um, them actually filming that really cool scene with phasma and the stormtroopers and the shadows and the yep. uh smoky fire i'm gonna guess this is probably the hangar 
this is like the wreckage of the hangar that you saw Poe running towards. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Because it kind of looks like there's like the wreckage of an X-Wing in front of them there. Yeah. But yeah, Phasma aiming a gun, lots of explosions, other stormtroopers. Looks pretty fucking cool. I mean, I think they were smart to bring back the stormtroopers. Stormtroopers always look cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and for the most part, well, look at these guys. Look at their look at their shoulders. Like they're the white shoulders. Mm-hmm. So um, like, I think there's one that has like a black shoulder guard. But like he's like the leader or something. Not like other than like Phasma and like whatever the black shoulders are. Like not fucking around too much with like the look of the stormtroopers. Like in like Rogue One, you know, it's like. The whole yeah. point of these guys is that they Death all troopers, look yeah. kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, then that just seems like such a uh, action figure move, really, more than anything else, you know? Yeah, but hey, make that money. Somebody's going for a run on the slide. I can't. Pretty sure it's Poe. Okay, well, I think where is he? It's. Uh, I think this is crate. It's like this weird red flat surface with a trench in it. I think this is what I was talking about earlier. That mm-hmm. that shot where the camera is getting like blown away by like red soil. I think this is like Poe slides into this trench and then like a whole bunch of shit gets kicked up behind him. I think that's what's happening here. Okay. Um and then we see one of these like casino employee dudes being thrown. Well, can I just point out Poe sliding into this trench, like He's just a fucking cool dude, man. Yeah. The only thing missing from this is for like a giant door to be coming down and him reaching back at the last minute and grabbing his hat. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's your new Indiana Jones, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The croupier in the casino getting blown up. I don't not know. Not the same slug dude. This is like a humanoid. But it's it's like it's the same uniform though, right? It's like the same coloring. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, weird wire work. And then. Well, do you think this, this guy is um, is is there like an explosion they're going to add in, or is he being like force thrown? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who would be force throwing him like Leia? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, pr- presumably Ray and Luke are not at Canto Bite. That's like right. at least we we have no evidence that they go there yet. So maybe have- Kylo Ren shows up. I don't know. I have no doubt in my mind that, that uh, Ray could clean up nicely. Luke, you're not letting that guy in your fancy casino. Look at that guy. I need to get at that guy with some scissors, yeah. That guy's probably sitting, been sitting in his own poop for years. Do you, um, think, do you think there will be a scene in the movie when Luke has finally rejoined the team where like he you know, he comes out from the bathroom or whatever and he's, he's trimmed the beard a little? Oh, I hope so. Like, like Leia goes in for a hug and she's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, ooh. Ooh, that after is you sh- right. Yeah. After, after you shower, you smell like fish and shit. <laughs> so much so that I don't know which is which anymore. Yeah. Um, then we get some dudes who look like they have like uh, I don't know, like almost like seal faces. It's, it's like, like weird little, little frogmen or something. <laughs> yeah, like tadpoles with <laughs> like little tiny bodies. They look like um, almost like a like a, a real biological Kermit the Frog. Like a, like a like a teenage mutant ninja junior like yeah, um but like a little like tuxedos yeah I don't know what these happy. guys are I don't even know like are those little people inside like what how are they doing that I don't know they're having a good laugh of what looks like Kathleen Kennedy 
I guess so. Yeah. I mean, those, those must be actual actors. Cause I don't know how you could do animatronics like that. They, they were like rocking around on their feet and whatnot. Yeah. Those have got to be real people. Yeah. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy's laughing at them. We see a shot of uh, Rose there. Rose Tico. Is it Tycho? Mm. I don't know if they said pronunciation on that yet. But yeah, they're like holding up a light bulb to her. It like looks like she's in right. front of the Falcon. It looks like she's been crying. Mm. I feel like it's a fucking deadlock that her sister dies in this movie. Mm. We'll, we'll get to her in just a second. But then the next shot, it's Space Jughead. <laughs> I would love to see Penisa Latoro be like, I'm not normal. <laughs> I'm weird. I don't fit in. I don't quote fit in. And I like it that way. Yeah, this is the Benicio del Toro is the enigmatic DJ. He's got like a little like outer space like bellhop cap on. Yeah, it's he's space drug head. He they call him DJ, but apparently just on set, not in the movie. Supposedly in the movie we don't get his name. Either that or they're just not telling us. He's, they refer to this character as DJ. I think it's Dark Jughead. Dark Jughead, yeah. Hopefully he's not actually a DJ. That's my only hope. <laughs> he's just like holding up some space <laughs> headphones, yeah. Dropping <laughs> the beat. Lay, let me lay down a sick beat. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get somebody from the Resistance. So uh, this, this is Paige Tico. No, this uh, is Paige? Okay. Yeah, this is Rose's sister who's a gunner. Uh, in like a crazy like ball turret gunner thing. This thing looks cool. Mm. And we see like the guns moving as it fires. Yeah, I, I'm digging this. Like I, I feel like it's like a, a fucking lock that like the ball turret's gonna get blown off in a in a space fight or something like that. Bye bye mm-hmm. bye bye page. It's gonna kick over but the this, great trash can. This outfit kind of looks like what what Finn was wearing. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of an orange, like a burnt orange jumpsuit. Then we get a thumbs up from Ryan Johnson on, on Octu. Smiles from Mark Hamill in that other outfit. Oh yeah, the darker one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get some training footage of Kylo Ren taking on a couple people with staffs. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone yeah. saw this and immediately was like, "Oh my god, he fights the Knights of Ren!" And it's like, well. That's one possible conclusion. Yeah. Then we see uh, it looks like the start of filming. What says uh, it's like basically the other clapper. They've got like a uh, like a cutout shape of the Falcon. It's uh, it just says uh, you know V I I I shoot day one of one hundred pre shoot day. Mm-hmm. So this must be maybe the end of. This was when they went to Skellig Michael like a couple months before principal photography. Okay. They, like they had to for the weather, basically. It's interesting too, is that Mark Hamill's got the other outfit on in this. That is interesting. Really yeah. like a jumper. Huh? Maybe they had a lot of pickups to do there. Um, and this other dude, I don't know. Maybe this is like the producer or something. Uh, they're, they're all singing the uh, star Wars theme basically. Yeah. <laughs> Great shot of John Boyega introducing the casino to the camera and like making some eyebrows. Mm-hmm. He's looking really at good. us. He's looking at us like he's looking at Poe. Yeah. Hello, what have we here? 
And then we got a shot of, I think this is the shot where BB-8 was like rolling down the hallway from the mm. trailer. Mm. We can see BB-8 rolling there. I God, I don't, how do they do it? Like, it doesn't look like anyone's puppeteering BB-8 there. I think that's like the, maybe they're, they've gone full remote with him. Uh, we see them wheeling what looks like a giant speeder Cadillac through a hangar. I think it's like silver and it looks a little bit like the uh, like the Star Wars speeder version of the uh, Batmobile from the original Batman cartoon. Or like uh, the car that the Red Skull drives in Captain America. Just like one big ass long thing. Just yeah. a giant fucking penis basically. That It looks like that might be Hux driving it too. Oh, by the way, in the in the previous shot with BB-8, there, I'm pretty sure one of the guys running is operating like a remote control. So yeah, I think that's a full remote there. Hux would have an asshole car. I mean, this is like a Red Skull car. Yeah, he's just like, check out my giant fucking cock machine. And then, super cool, we see Daisy Ridley's like training footage where three people with staffs <laughs> are coming at her. Yeah, she's holding up the saber. Uh, this will be interesting for sure. Obviously, some if if this is uh, not just for fun, it would suggest that uh, she's going to be fighting multiple enemies. Those could mm-hmm. be sabers. Those could be like weird, you know, electric staffs or whatever. But mm-hmm. have you seen the the Praetorian Guard? Like, there's some pictures of them leaked. No, they're basically like they're like these weird, like red kind of armored up. Uh, figures but they all have like different helmet shapes and like different weapons mm-hmm. um i don't know they're interesting they're apparently like like snoke's guards basically they're kind of like the the old imperial guards mm-hmm. but just more actiony mm. so maybe she fights them i don't know cool or the knights of run or maybe they're the same thing yeah um there's a shot of uh, i'm pretty sure this is finn tapping like this little kid uh, I guess this is like probably like a street urchin and canto bite is my, yeah. my guess on this. I don't know what where else that kid would come in. Maybe some Stay of the resistance. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this kid has a really cockney accent. Yeah. He's like Oliver Twist. Please, sir. I want some more. Yeah. Uh, we see somebody falling, a controlled fall. Uh, that's we... either Daisy Ridley or her stunt double. We see some kind of insectoid person bothering some ladies at a bar that thing's fucking scary yeah yeah i would be like go away dude hey ladies while you're a drink i might be like like specious or whatever against this guy Mm. Mm. not not about mandibles Mm. then i don't know how i would describe this uh this young lady that the dude's talking to she's kind of like a triceratops she's a triceratops like a pig snout yeah. And um with like an evening gown. <laughs> the other guy's into it. Yeah, he's really into it. And then we get the porg. Yep. Weird little that space penguin. Porg. That's what they're calling it, porg, yeah. That's the rumor anyways. Not official. <laughs> Resistance is futile against that rumor. Um we see them filming Finn in jail. <laughs> and and I believe uh Rose is in there too. Pretty sure you can see like her silhouette back there on okay. the left side. And we see Ryan Johnson in the uh, trench on a crate. 
the crew behind him, that dude from the uh, the clapper image on Octu's there. If that's that producer Ram, or maybe it's like the line producer, yeah. Or he might just be like the cinematographer for all we know. Oh yeah, it could be. Uh, uh, yeah, more shots of Ryan talking on the the Skellig Michael location. That location, like every shot it's in, in this, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like you would you would go there to like I don't know, chill or dry out after a bender. Um, then we see them filming. Looks like a elevator door opening, and there's Rose in like a first order outfit, uh, right, a different first, one than we've seen. It's kind of like dark blue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Rose and Finn, they're both in disguise as Imperials, trying to look very serious. Uh, although Rose's like hat is a little crooked. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> like that takes away from the uh, look a little. Um, and we see a table with some uh, some Kylo Ren helmets on them. One of them's like really fucked up. Yeah, lots of Kylo Ren helmets there. I wonder. Well, no, I was gonna say if if. If we've seen the Knights of Ren, if those were the Knights of Ren in The Force Awakens, they did not have these helmets. I was wondering for a sec whether or not all the Knights of Ren had these helmets, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Then we see, it looks like the hangar, some people are running, jumping in cockpits. Oh, and some stuff explodes, some fire around it. And then one of the coolest shots. I don't even know where this would be. Oh, yeah, so... I think these are, it's this shot of a person in one of those jumpsuits like Finn was wearing or they're, they're falling down through this like chasm of like, there's like, I think these are bombs. Well, it looks like a well of like BB-8 heads, but dark. Yeah. I, th- I think these might be bombs. Like if this was, uh, if this was on a, a, a bomber ship or something like that, these are like the racks of bombs that they're falling past. Mm. Like this, this could be. Rose's sister dying right here. You know? Cool. Um, shot of Kelly, Carrie Fisher with Oscar Isaac, who appears to be in his X-Wing jumpsuit with like the top uh, taken off. Comes up and kisses Carrie Fisher from behind. Mm-hmm. Nice shot. And then somewhere, uh, probably in that, that command mm-hmm. thing, BB-8's looking at us, giving us bedroom eyes. See Brienne talking. See them filming... Um, more shots of Kylo Ren. Ren, yeah. Yeah, helmet off, scar on, wearing the same under tunic that he had underneath the cape in the previous one. Some training footage of Daisy Ridley of her staff. She's really fucking up some cardboard boxes. Spinning around, yeah. Big mm-hmm. wide shot of the Canto Bike Casino. You can see all the different tables and people milling around. See some footage of it through the camera what is uh, up with that weird creepy monopoly man guy uh we can, we can see the little like the weird little slow you're, you're, you're talking about the freaking eyebrows yeah like mr robot there well minus the mustache but yeah, yeah. huge weird eyebrows ball it looks like a mask like looks like a mask you'd wear to rob a bank or yeah. hold the world hostage yeah see uh carrie fisher and mark hamill just laughing it up in a parking lot <laughs> nice mm-hmm. See another, She's like, you want to do some blow? You do? Another shot of a porg. Somebody, it looks like the set dresser is like kind of uh, putting some water on the porg there on location in Skellig Michael. These things, <laughs> I mean, like how many fucking plush porgs are they going to sell for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, get a profile shot of Billy Lord uh, doing something on set. 
shot a Luke on Skellig Michael with the sun behind him. That's a nice shot. Some of these, like, uh, this almost looks like this is footage. Although, no, there's people in the background, so it can't be. But it's like, it's almost good enough to be footage. Yeah. These are high-def cameras filming the behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff, which is appreciated. Yeah, some exploding first-order, like, cockpit or something. Well, that's like a, a bridge, I think. Yeah. Like a whole bridge look set, yeah. Now Big explosion. Then we see a new Ray outfit. Yeah, well, and Finn is wearing a new outfit. Some people are speculating that this is his Imperial outfit with the jacket off. Mm. I don't see know. It. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be wearing that shirt as an the Imperial. Pants, the pants? Are, well, I think it's just his undershirt. He probably but, just put like, a jacket on okay, top. Okay, yeah, sure. So, like, the pants are weird, like the hat was weird. Do you know what I mean? This is also kind of a weird angle. It's like a three-quarters angle. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ray and him are both, like, doing this weird, like, robot dance. Um, obviously not. This is, like, just goofing around. I'm going to assume. Um, but, yeah, Ray's look here. This is the new outfit. Is it? Is it me, or is that maybe a little bit of, like, a dark olive green undertonic there? Yeah. It looks like a... The undertonic is like dark olive green, and then her her kind of ray wispy gauze thing that she wears is instead of being beige, it's like blue and gray, like blue gray, I guess. Is that the actual pronunciation of it? Tunic. Tunic. A tunic. Tunic. Whatever. I'm just curious. I'm just curious if I've been saying it wrong. Uh, Let me see. Looks like. Oh, Ray, Ray, Ray's hair was down there, by the way. That's the, the new hair. It looks almost like a like it's probably going to be like a hospital room type thing or a dressing thing. It's uh, it's Poe and Rose and Finn having a pretty serious looking chat. Mm-hmm. Probably probably about to open up a bottle of something. Like I'm sure Poe's got a bottle he always carries with him, and he's just like Poe seems like the kind crazy. of guy who's like before a mission, like he takes out the flask and passes it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, like he's always got outer space condoms on him. Mm-hmm. Space prophylactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we well, just they, need a fucking post spinoff. I mean, come on, man. A lot of people don't know is that the the key difference between like regular prophylactics and space prophylactics is that space prophylactics can hold up to the rigorous uh, whatever of hyperspeed. They, they work in zero gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we see. Uh, kind of sharp turn head of Kylo Ren. And then most you, interestingly, what, well, no, no, before we get to that shot, let's talk about this Kylo Ren shot for a second. This is seemingly a, a performance shot. Yeah. What do you think of the, the way he looks here? He looks mournful and sad. Like I, this, I don't know what's going on with Kylo Ren here, but this is an interesting shot. Mm-hmm. It is. It is it, he's not like his usual glowering self here. Well, give me a minute and I will. And then, yes, this fucking fantastic shot. I can't wait to see more of this. Um, and I, it, this shot's weird too. I think we're actually looking at a monitor of this shot mm-hmm. uh, rather than like the footage itself. Because yeah, it's slanted, yeah. Yeah, it's Ray in a dark location with her lightsaber uh, sword, uh, or, you know, like the little glowing prop they have. She's got a hood on. It's like little Ray Riding Hood there. And she holds mm-hmm. up the uh, lightsaber buffer. It looks fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see whatever this is. I, I hope she wears the hood a lot. It's such a cool look. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like an iconic shot here. Like this look. 
Word. Word. Mm-hmm. And then we got some more Ryan Johnson directing. Nice product placement for looks like Starbucks and Apple there in that shot. And uh, Carrie Fisher talking about how it's all about family. They're just really twisting the knife right at the end here. Mm-hmm. You see her sight. Her little wave. Whatever yeah. she's doing. I can't tell if this is supposed to be like genuine, like I'm going to miss you or good luck or just like go fuck yourself. I think it's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, probably, probably the Lord Dern. Yeah. Then the last Jedi. And then we see another kind of like one of those Millennium Falcon shaped clapboards where Admiral Akbar is saying it's a wrap. Which I'll I'll be honest, I did not get that joke until the second time I watched this. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, but he's like really hamming it up. Like yeah. he's like he's like laughing and looking around as though he's still in character, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he's he's not just going to say it, he's going to perform it. Kind of makes me want to see Admiral Akbar laugh now, like on in the movie itself. Right. Well, just letting us know that Admiral Akbar always has a weird sense of humor. Yeah. And that is it. That's behind the scenes real. I would say that this has me much more hype than the initial trailer did. The initial mm-hmm. trailer was like cool, but just so it was just so moody. I feel like it was like the entire purpose of the first trailer was like get people talking about what it means for the Jedi to end, which mm-hmm. I don't find super interesting just because we don't know. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not in the mood to like have an argument with somebody about whether or not the Jedi are actually going to end because like, I don't know. We'll see. But right. This yeah, this shit gets me hyped. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it just it just looks like it was the most fun experience of anyone's life to make this movie. It looks, I mean, crazy. Like the all the weird creatures they have, seemingly lots of different action scenes and stuff going on. I cannot wait to see, like the the full trailer. Hmm. What's going on with this underwater thing? I think the rumor is that like she like fights like a sea monster or something crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. Cannot wait. Anyway, that was behind the scenes reel. Any final thoughts? No, just this was a surprise to me. I, I had forgotten about D23. Uh, this was very cool. This is like a lot cooler than what they could have given you coming out of this thing. So yeah, I'm just I'm they, excited. About this they definitely movie. showed a lot more. They're like, we're going to show you like Finn's other costumes and outfits, you know, like mm-hmm. we're going to show you this casino. Like they, they revealed a lot more than the first trailer did. Yeah. But yeah, well, can't wait. If they go by Rogue One marketing schedule, we'll get two more trailers if they go by force awakens marking schedule we'll get one so i guess it remains to be seen like because rogue one put out a trailer in like august or something like a mm-hmm. second kind of teaser trailer and then like the, the big trailer in october whereas at this point in the force awakens schedule it was just like wait till october for the big trailer mm-hmm. hmm. i don't know what they'll do i don't know we'll see i mean i do think they're they're wise to kind of hold their powder you know they don't they don't want people overloaded with Star Wars yet because they will be later. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind another trailer before October too. Plus, it uh, doesn't hurt to have you thinking about something other than Lord Miller. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised if just for that reason they're like, 
we don't want you thinking about the Han Solo movie right now. Yeah. Here's here's some more Last Jedi stuff. Yeah, they did not mention the Han Solo movie at all. I love that, even though it comes out in less than a year. <laughs> all right, well, that was Last Jedi behind the scenes reel. That's all the Star Wars stuff we had to talk about. Yep, uh, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe next month if there's a new trailer. If not, maybe a little longer. Yeah. But uh, until then, may the force be with you. Always.